Kayla Bird. Welcome to So Good, the Good Love Company podcast. It is me, Stephanie, your host and leading love and relationship expert and educator. I am the genius behind the Good Love Company brand, and I've helped thousands of women find themselves and find love. So get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, kick back, relax. It's going to be so good. I'm living that high life. Okay, ladies, I am so excited about this one. And it's funny because I get this question asked all the time. Every single stage I've ever spoken on, every interview I've been a part of, Every time that I've been in the media, I have been asked this question. So Stephanie, what is good love anyway? And I I always giggle because it is not a straightforward answer, yet the straightforward feeling can be felt. So let me back up a bit. What is good love? It's not a singular word. It's not a sentence. It's a mood. Good love is a feeling. Good love is a moment. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what that means in today's episode. So if you've known my story, you know that I spent, how old am I now? 15 years in dating hell. I was drunk all the time. I was sleeping with anyone who would talk to me. I was in a very dark time in my life. And I remember thinking, well, my problems will be solved if I have a boyfriend. So that is going to be my focus and my mission is I'm going to find a boyfriend. I took to the books. I took to YouTube. I took to Cosmopolitan Magazine. And what I learned was that I'm not okay with (laughs) who I am. I'm not okay in my body. I'm not okay at all. There must be something wrong with me because nobody wants to date me. So what if I just listened to these magazines and these YouTube videos and learn about how to get a guy? That sent me on a 10-year quest of drinking and dating, learning how to deny myself, learning how to suppress my desires, learning how to pretend to be somebody I wasn't, learning how to contort and manipulate my own being, all to be chosen by a man. It felt so dark and so grimy for so long, and I couldn't figure it out. Just lose 10 pounds. Just try this lip gloss. Get better sex skills. Do better. Be different. You're not enough. Those are the messages that were thrown at me. I couldn't keep up. And each time I would try to put myself out there, I was attracting in idiots, guys that didn't care about me, guys that didn't like me, guys that didn't respect me, because I wasn't actually putting myself out there. I was putting out this constructed concept that I thought I had to be out there. This resulted in years of toxic relationship, abuse, sexual promiscuity, alcoholism, and eventually a personal crisis in the beginning of 2015 that would land me on my knees praying to a God that I didn't believe in, 
to just beg for something. Show me what I'm doing wrong. Show me what the problem is. I don't understand. I wept and wept and wept. I don't think I cried so hard. I was genuinely terrified because I thought to myself, I'm 29 years old. Everyone else has it figured out. My best friend's married with kids and I have $13 in my bank account, bottles of wine clanging in the back seat. I'm driving with my bumper hanging off. I'm about to get fired from my bartending job. And this is all a result of putting myself out there. I decided in that moment that I would do anything that was told of me. Anything. And once my prayers were answered, (laughs) I felt this spiritual release. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, the order has been received. The cosmic catalog pages have flipped. God has heard my cry. And now my only job is to get the hell out of my own way and just see where the yellow bricks are and follow that road. A couple weeks later, as my intuitive prediction came true, I was fired from my bartending job for, surprise, surprise, getting drunk and passing out free shots. It was St. Patrick's Day after all. I thought I was just being friendly. I thought I was just putting myself out there. When I got fired from my bartending job, I remember thinking this feels so bad. I cannot believe that a college-educated honor student with so much potential, such a pretty face, so smart, could feel so bad. And all I wanted was to feel good again. I didn't even know what good felt like. I had no concept. I knew chaos. I knew adrenaline. I knew sex as power. I knew alcohol and cigarettes. That's what I knew. I did not know what good felt like. After my (laughs) exit from the bar, I remember thinking to myself, okay, I know that this is part of my yellow brick road. I know that this is a brick. I know that if I just surrender to everything crumbling around me, a new path will lay out. So as God does in his mysterious ways, I was somehow given this spiritual download to apply for a temp agency, this employment agency that would place you in nondescript work environments so that you could get a check, get back on your feet. These agencies were for people who either just immigrated to Canada, just turned 18, maybe not educated. They are entry-level minimum wage warehouse positions. They are not glamorous. They are not sexy. They have nothing to do with any type of environment I had ever been in. And that is exactly why I decided to sign up. I knew that I couldn't get in trouble. There'd be no distraction. There wouldn't be titties out and Jagger bombs. There wouldn't be sleeping with my boss and crying because he knows that we can't tell anyone. There wouldn't be me getting repeatedly fired for acting out my pain in theatrics and booze. 
It was going to be safe. This was how I was going to start to feel good, and I knew it. Day one of my job, I have an assistant assigned to help me. I remember thinking, okay, well, I have an assistant here for this remedial warehouse job that pays absolutely nothing that starts at seven o'clock in the morning. What could, what could happen? Well, that assistant and I have been together for six years. We have two boys. We're getting married in a couple of years. And it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Meeting him was the start of feeling good. Loved by him was the start of feeling good. Healed by him was the start of feeling good. Seen by him was the start of feeling good. My fiance and I ended up getting together a month after we met, April 12th, 2015. And our son, Bo, was born April 12th, 2016. In that short window of time, my whole life transcended into one mission. And that was to bottle the feeling that I felt and teach other women what that is, how to discover it, and how to nourish that. I figured it out. I learned immediately, in moments, something that I was searching for for 15 years. I was given the one turning point piece of advice. No one told me. I didn't read it in a book. I just discovered it through being loved well, through being loved respectfully, through being loved with eyes that see who you actually are. And it felt good. I wanted to chase that good feeling. I wanted to go to the depths of its ocean. I wanted to understand more than anyone wanted to understand anything. Why do people do what they do? Why are they attracted to who they're attracted to? Why do they click with people who they click with? I also wanted to know the opposite. Why do two people trigger the fuck out of each other? Why do two people have horrendous arguments? Why do two people claim to love each other? but wind up angry and hurt. I decided that through my awakening of being loved so deeply, so completely, that it would be my mission to help other women find the same. And the one piece of advice I learned, you have to actually be and behave and feel in the same vibration of what you say you want. Super simple. We've all heard it. You're probably rolling your eyes going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you don't have what you say you want, it's because you are not actually embodying the thing it is that you claim you want. So what did that look like for me? Well, saying I wanted to be a wife, but giving the guy that I just met an hour ago a blowjob in the parking lot. That looked like me saying, all I want is to have the barbecues at my beautiful house with my beautiful husband, but I can't keep a job down and I can't figure out where I'm living. 
I said that I wanted to be loved for who I was and to be just completely seen, but I was drunk all the time, acting like somebody that I wasn't, trying to pretend to be what I thought he wanted of me. It left me broken. Good love is a mood. Good love is a moment. It's a feeling. It's an experience. I think a lot of what we're taught is all about manipulative tactics and contortions and tricks. How to be this way so that you will be chosen. How to do for him so you will be picked. How to get a boyfriend. How to get a guy. How to, how to, how to, how to. As opposed to what do you believe about love? What do you believe about love for you? Do they match? If you believe that love is the be all and end all, but it's never going to happen for you, well, you will create that. If you believe that love is bullshit and men are fucked, guess what you are going to be surrounded with? You are constantly being shown evidence of what you believe to be true. So all the years of me saying, all I want is to be married and, you know, that gorgeous, intelligent, beautiful, hot wife. But I was acting like someone who had no respect for herself. I was acting like I was cool with being treated like garbage. I was acting. So who's going to be presented to me? Actors. Good love is all about taking us back to the truth of our being. Yes, are we going deep on episode one? Yes, we are. But this is non-negotiable. This is required. Good love demands vulnerability. Talk about a juxtaposition. Good love is about asking yourself, who are you? Who are you really? Who's the woman in the room right now? Look at yourself. Who are you? Do you like it? Do you enjoy it? Doesn't mean it's perfect. Doesn't mean that we're not human. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have shitty fucking days. But if you can honestly say, you know what? I, I actually like who I am. Romantic love will be a hell of a lot easier. When you can feel good and everyone has their own scale, when you can feel good, you are then emitting this electric energy that is warm, inviting, interesting, sweet, curious. That is also romantic love energy. So if you walk into a coffee shop and you see a confident woman, she's just enjoying her life. She just says hello. She just orders a coffee. She looks great. She feels good. She smells nice. She has her car keys in her hand. She has her purse. She looks like she's put together. When you look at that woman, do you recognize an aspect of yourself? Or do you wish that you were put together? These are all clues and indicators of what you are calling into your life in terms of person. When you feel good, you will call in more good. Good love is not about manipulation. Good love is not about tactic. 
Good love is not about how to be somebody else to get a stranger to accept you. Good love is about the truth beneath the truth. When you put two people in a room, their natural energy is either going to pull them together or push them apart. The issue with modern love right now is that we are not allowing ourselves to actually show our true energetic currents, our true energetic frequencies, our our energetic signatures. We're not allowing ourselves to broadcast that so that our counterpart can recognize it and go, ah, it's you. Ha ha, yes. Ha ha, I've been looking for you. Yes, ha ha. It feels good. When we deny and suppress and front and act icy and put on this air of I don't give a what, that is the energy that is going to be pushed out and that person will call in people that are either too meek to fight it or she will call in a game player, a chaos bringer, and they will have a toxic relationship. Good love is about the truth of who you are and allowing that to be at the forefront so that the right person can recognize you. The process to get there is the tough stuff. That's what I coach on. The process of uncovering who are you? Who are you? What do you stand for? What do you believe in? What do you value? What is yours? What is yours and yours alone? If someone were to give you a microphone and a stage and there were a hundred men in the audience, great men, cute, smart, interested, good listeners sitting, watching you, and you had one question to ask them, what would you ask them? I want you to really think about that question. Whatever comes up is your baseline for where you stand in terms of your belief system about men. Let's pretend you're on the stage again. You're given a microphone. Now, instead of men in the audience, you have women. Ask them a question. What's the one question you would want to ask women in general? There's your baseline about women. You can go through this with every aspect. You can take out the men and women and you can put just yourself in the seat and ask yourself one question. That's your baseline. The more that you allow yourself to start chipping away at the stories you tell yourself, the facades that you put on, the cloaks of mystery designed to protect you that only push you farther and farther away from what you actually want. When you're willing to sit down and go, okay, let me take a look at what I actually think. Let me take a look at what I actually feel. Let me take a look at what I actually believe to be true about love. What do I believe to be true about men? What do I believe to be true about women? Are my beliefs serving me? And the answer to that will be, well, look at your relationships. Are your relationships with women healthy? Do you have great girlfriends or are there catty, dramatic, gossipy bullshit? How are your relationships with men? Do you hate men? Do you think all men are blank? All men are this. All men are that. 
Well, that'll be reflected back to you in terms of your dating experience. None of this feels good because they're not actually representative of your soul. So if we go back to the example of you're on stage, you have a microphone, there's a hundred men in the audience. Let's say your question was, why don't you like to commit? What answer would you want them to tell you? Roll with me in this scenario here. Let's do a little on-the-go soul work right now. You've asked the men a question. What do you want their response to be? That's your baseline. The way that we feel about what we want is so important. Good love is about removing the barriers to having what you want. It's about removing the fears to say, hey, I didn't like that. It's about removing the apprehension to say, I really enjoy you and I like you around. I like you in my life. It's about having the courage to stand for yourself and to stand for what you want. Good love is also all about those moments in your life where you feel just completely seen. You know, when you're walking down the street and you see that couple, And they've been married for like 70 years and they look so adorable. They're holding hands and you just know that they're good. It's kind. It's soft. It's the feeling of hot cocoa and a fireplace and you have cozy blankets and you're looking at the window and it's softly snowing. And there's this moment where you're like, everything feels all right. Good love is that feeling when You're thinking of him and you don't really want to put yourself out there and say, I miss you, but you do it because you know deep down that he goes, I miss you too. I'll be home in 10 minutes. Good love is that feeling of your man pulling up in the driveway. And even though you may have had a fight last week, your heart still skips a beat because it's your man. Good love is like sitting in a hot tub with your best friends around, sharing stories of 10 years ago at that club, and you're howling so much that your stomach hurts, and you have snot flying out of your nose, and you are crying. And in that moment, and you look at all your girlfriends, and you go, this feels like home. Good love is that feeling when you would walk in the home and there's this beautiful meal that's being baked and you can smell bread and coffee and you look out the window and it's a beautiful sunny day and everyone is smiling and you're reminded that the world, despite its chaotic bullshit, can actually be peaceful for one moment. Good love is the feeling of being so nervous to get undressed in front of your man because you know he's going to look at your stretch marks and you know that you have some soft tummy, but he doesn't give a shit. And he goes, oh my God, I love your body. You're so soft. Your skin feels so nice. And in that moment, that guy who bullied you in grade seven for being chubby doesn't fucking matter anymore. Good love is the feeling of hot cocoa and warm soup and a really good tea all in all in one sitting good love is the moment when you know for sure that you're done with the dating stuff you don't have to worry anymore 
It's like that feeling of, oh, I am home. Oh, this is real. Oh, I don't have to worry anymore. Good love is the relationship where you both leave your phones on the table face up and no one gives a shit. Good love is knowing that even if you have a fight with your man, that he's not going to leave the house and drive off and be gone for two days. Good love is that moment in time where everything you've ever wanted just all of a sudden lands in your lap and you notice that one casual Thursday morning when you look over and see him just sitting on the couch reading a book and he looks up and sees that you're looking up at him and he smiles and goes back to doing what he's doing. Safe, secure, kind, sweet, so good. So what is good love? It's a movement. It's a concept. It's about taking traditional dating that teaches manipulation, contortion, tactics, how to be somebody different so a stranger can choose you. And we're turning that on its head. Good love is who are you really? What do you believe in? Are you willing to have it? And then the journey to getting there. When I was in college, this is dating me, but we're just going to go with it. There was a song by a guy named Mario that said, you should let me love you. Let me be the one to give you everything you want and need. That good love and protection. Make me your selection. I'm not going to continue singing. (laughs) I'm not going to continue, but you get the gist. There was a song that had this concept of good love, and I never forgot it. I was 18 years old, nursing my first heartache. That story I will share soon. And I remember thinking, that's it. That's what I want. That good love and protection. And ever since then, I was able to find a way to call that into my life and then teach other women how to do it. So I hope that you like this episode. It means so much to me that you're here. And I want to really also add this in. Good love is the name of my company. If you loved this episode, please tell a friend. I would love to see a five-star review. DM me, tag me. I would love to screenshot and post your reviews so other amazing women who may not have heard of the Good Love Co. can take a listen. That's it for now. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, lovebirds, there you have it. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed that little pocket of time we spent together. It means the world to me. If this episode landed, if you felt like you got some mic drops, I'd love to know in the comments. Feel free to leave a five-star review as well. That always feels good. And if you know anyone who would benefit from listening to this, send her my way. Today's episode was so good, and I'll see you next time. I'm living that high life.